Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I'm positive about most things Clippers-related, Chuck Lockler. <laughs> uh, and we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who oh, are yeah. locked on Clippers five days a week. 7 a.m. every day. Monday through Friday. Uh, it's a fun time. Be sure to hang out with us. we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a recap of that loss to Oof. the Celtics. Another disappointing kind of fourth quarter performance in a weird ass game right off the bat it's difficult to ascertain how much to take away from it uh but anyways we'll talk about what we liked what we didn't like uh, as well as just how we're feeling overall after a loss like that and then it's what you say wednesday every single tuesday a poll goes out on twitter that's at locked on clips this question pertains to the clippers best sixth man yeah this was some interesting voting patterns Yes, definitely, definitely. So can't wait to break that down. Uh, And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, um, we're going to talk about Kawhi and the All-Star game and if maybe he should just be taking a break. There's also some news about two-way players, which could prove to be kind of exciting. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the Clippers did lose a close one again against the Celtics. Clippers fans had some deja vu. It was a 117-112. Disclaimer. This was a weird game. What you're about to hear is us reacting pretty recently after the loss happened. So we're going to be fired up about some things. But there was two very weird things that happened in this game. One of them was before the game started. Kawhi Leonard was ruled out, honestly, as late as you could possibly be ruled out, it felt like. Oh, agree. With back spasms. It was yeah. just, it was a last-minute scratch. Kawhi was out. Reggie was in his place. Luckily, Reggie played great. It wasn't health and safety protocols. No, which I had worried when the... Because when it occurred so late, I had assumed that they were waiting on the results of a rapid COVID test something. or something. But luckily, not I know, like, issue. luckily it's back spasms, I guess. Um, and then Marcus Morris took an elbow to the head that concussed him. An inadvertent elbow to the head that concussed him. He was playing... Looked great. like he got hit right in the jaw. Yeah, it was... It was, I mean, it looked very painful. So the Clippers, they fought extremely hard in this one, all things considered. The passing looked as good as it had maybe at all year at some points. The third quarter, it looked really, really nice. But as we'll talk about, we just couldn't get it done late, which feels too normal right now. Will, what did we like in this game? Let's Look, start off on a positive note. This isn't going to be the talking point, uh, but Paul George had a great game. Uh, he finished with 32, <sighs> 5, and 4 and a steal. Uh, he was really incredible most of the night. There were a couple of takes, two specific threes that that I didn't agree with. Uh, I think one of them, he thought he felt the contact, didn't end up getting the whistle. Uh, And the other one was just like a highly contested shot that I do not think was worth. And then he hit one. He hit a three when we were down late. Yes. Like a corner three, of course. And it was like. But it was like, he had a lot of space in that one. Uh, So other than that, though, I I mean, I thought that he played a great game. Uh, He really stepped up when we needed him. Reggie Jackson, I thought, also did a really good job. Huge in this game. Yeah. I mean, not only offensively, he contributed 25, 3, and 7, but I look, he's really trying harder than we've ever seen him he try. He played so on many defense. minutes in this game. And yes, he played 37 minutes. He so. didn't even know he was gonna he thought he was coming off the bench, and then it was just like, hey, you're you're starting for Kawhi now because the backstones. He was phenomenal. Pat Bev played some classic Pat Bev defense on Jason Tatum and was looking really active on that end, which was great. There's a great highlight going around Twitter. Uh, he only got three field goal attempts overall and two three-point attempts. So that was part of that is because Reggie was going off. But still, you know, not the attempts that you want to see. And Zubats was good in this one. 
Yes, Zoo was solid. Uh, finished, uh, I believe, four of six from the floor. Yep. He had eight, ten, and three. The three assists is what I'm like most impressed His by. Looked so good. This is the zoo we were promised. This is the zoo that we talked about many moons ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. So I, I'm just wondering, is zoo what we need in the closing lineup? You uh, mentioned this all in yesterday's pod that you would put zoo. I said my gut lineup. reaction yeah. five would include Zoo in the closing lineup. I just keep going back. There was a surge foul in the fourth, which was kind of a, a bit of a momentum shifter. Yes. Uh, we did get out-rebounded 9-12 to 12 in that fourth quarter. Zoo had three boards in the fourth. Surge had none. But, I mean, you know, not the only thing. Obviously For sure, not the but only that doesn't factor. help. And, and throughout the game, Surge, I thought, played great defensively overall. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, he was challenging super well. Yeah, yeah, he was really incredible. Um, it just, yeah, in that last, he had like a last three minute and 37 second stretch that uh, didn't feel as strong as the play before it. 100%. Uh, we only had nine turnovers in this one. That was good. Uh, and they snagged more offensive rebounds than we did, but we won second chance points somehow. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but that's whatever. What, you know, that's. And like, I mean, then like they're I a good said, offensive rebounding team. So really good, it, yeah. it, it does make sense that they would out out rebound us there. But the fact that we were able to, you know, be more efficient with those offensive rebounds, I think, is huge. Uh, and we yeah. only had nine turnovers, which is solid. And um, then, but we got to get into what we didn't like because what we didn't like the biggest issue in this one was look, the loss was frustrating. Whatever, um, the injuries are very concerning. Isn't the right? Just kind of blindsided by these injuries. Yeah, they I couldn't mean, have come came out of a, nowhere better time considering there's the all-star break coming up i know that sounds weird but there are much worse times for marcus morris to get a out of nowhere concussion definitely than with a week off for everybody especially if the time like the timeline is similar to what uh batum went through exactly so i mean i guess that's good but marcus morris was great uh 10 points four or seven shooting before he was out but dude these late game jumpers this is not habits you want to be building right now late in game. Ty Lue talked about at postgame how there's supposed to be three options off ATOs and all this stuff. And like that might be there, but there's a disconnect right now with the late game execution. And it's we just watched like 43 minutes of a phenomenal basketball game. Yeah. And then the last five, the Clippers, it's just like we're just hucking these things. Like there's no we like can't shoot twos when there's five minutes left. I don't get it. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean the shot selection to me wasn't as egregious as it has been in other games. I just keep going back to two three-point attempts from Paul George. That dude, that the uh, one that I know you're talking about with, I think it was on Kemba, it was just like, dude, guys were still getting to their spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was just totally unnecessary. Um, yeah, you would like to see some more aggressive play. Uh, just in, go to the room. Yes, I, th- I think that that... Try and go I, to the room. I think that that should have been a greater emphasis, especially because he... You know, like the shooting in the fourth wasn't where it had, where it had been all game. No. So I, I think that that merits maybe a different look. I don't think the offense was the problem in this one, which I'll talk about a little bit more later, but just a couple other things we got to run through. Yeah, uh, And absolutely. what we didn't like. We couldn't really get a lot of production from the bench after Morris left. Lou Will had eight, Zoo had six in the second half. Um, that was really about it. And Lou Will did not have a particularly great game. He had, he, you know, he hit a, he hit a three right at the end of the, literally right at the end of the third to put the Clippers up. Mm -hmm. And then there was a situation where he went for a steal when the Clippers were down six late and it ended up in Tate. The rotations were all off and Tatum had a 
comically wide open three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't very good. I, I mean, <coughs> we held Tatum. Like, he didn't shoot very well against us. Yes. It was kind of the other guys who killed us. Kemba had twenty five, six of twelve from deep. Like Pritchard had double digits. Pritchard had double digits. Both of their centers were near double doubles. I think Tristan Thompson had a double double. Uh. Which I kind of thought we would exploit that those sort of front court matchups a little bit more. Um, yeah, Willie, Williams actually had a pretty decent game in this one for the Celtics. But yes, he did. We uh, defensively, I I thought we did a good job with the zone early. It clearly made the Celtics uncomfortable. They were a little flummoxed. Um, I just didn't think we were able to slow them down as well in that second half. Um, you know, they, they did only have one guy go for over 20, but, you know, when, I don't know, we weren't getting to the line at all, which is just another sort of through line kind of on the season. I know that I've said it various times that I'm not worried about it, and I still continue to it's not be worried about it. hell. Yeah, unless, you know, unless we're still seeing this, you know, later post-All-Star break. Um, we only attempted nine free throw attempts in this one. They They took 23. Uh, yeah, we got so, <laughs> we got smoked. Part of that is the cra- the absurd shooting. So like, both teams are shooting crazy, but no, there's and especially late game is where you want to see us trying to get to the free throw line. Not trying, you know what I mean? There's that fine line, right? Like, yeah, <sighs> it's just. I mean, I just you know, you shoot forty seven percent from three, and then you end up losing. It's just frustrating. It's rough. Um, what else do we not like? Uh. I think that's about it. I, I just want to talk. I, I I just want to talk about extended how we feeling segment for this. For this yeah. Question. So I mean, I, th- I guess my biggest thing with this one is I feel like we turned this into a shootout, and it didn't really have to be, especially when we were down, guys. Um, look, just some food for thought here. The Clippers yeah. in the fourth quarter are. Top five in the league in effective field goal percentage. Jeez, I was reading these stats and they were kind of blowing my mind before we started. <laughs> they are top three in the league in effective in three point percentage uh, in the fourth quarter. Where I think we're having the problem. So that's why I'm saying I don't think it's necessarily the offense, even though to the eye test, a lot of the times there are shots and shot selection that are not good, that are not For optimal. Sure. Yeah. I agree. But where I think the problem is we are bottom three in rebounding in the fourth quarter. Yep. We're just outside the bottom five in offensive rebounding uh, percentage, and we are bottom 10 in opponent offensive rebounding possession. So teams are getting second-chance looks, which we've seen all too many times. We've seen it be the literal difference in some games. (laughs) Uh, And we're not getting stops either. We're bottom 10 in opponent field goal, effective field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. So like I said, our field goal percentage is 54.6. We're allowing opponents to shoot 54.2. Those margins... Are too slim. <laughs> that's too thin, right? That's there. too slim, and that's overall. This is overall trend stuff that I think, as much as I love those Clippers team, and I think that the personnel is there to get a championship. This is stuff that these are margins that you want to do more than just barely win on. It's like we've been talking about. I still think that this offense is great. I still think that this offense can win you games. The defense is too far behind. Yep. Luckily, half the season left. Yes. Right now, the defense is too far behind. And we're talking, again, as a whole, but this game was a bit of a wonky one, but it would have been a great win, right? Thinking about this game as a win would have been pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, we look... I know I went a little heavy on this. How are we feeling? No, man, I, that's fair. There are things fair that, concerns. There are things that I'm worried about. It's not just this game. It's like more overarching trends. But we'll see. You know, we have a chance to kind of regroup. 
We'll see how the, how we're looking coming out of this All Star break. I still have a lot of a lot of faith oh, uh, yeah. in this team, so I, I'm not worried because of this game. There are just some troubling things that I think we can fix. 100. percent Coming up, we're gonna be talking some what you say Wednesday, uh, asking Clippers fans who they think the best sixth man is so far of the year. But first, gotta give a shout out to CBDMD. March is National Sleep Month, which hey, if it's anything like last March, I would like to sleep all month too. And as the official CBD of a good night's sleep, uh, our good friends at CBDMD want to help you celebrate the right way. They've got dozens of options to help you relax, recharge, and enhance your nighttime routine. And there's nothing more calming than a nice hot bath. I've always said that on this podcast. Lockdown Baths is my other project. Does not get a lot of listeners. You do love a bath. Uh, CBD bath salts. few superior CBD with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. Even the tub in the backyard is pretty nice. Choose from lavender or eucalyptus scents or a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. Just go ahead and pass out in that bathtub. While CBD bath bombs provide a refreshing, relaxing bath experience by combining 100 milligrams of CBD with essential oils, Epsom salt, and calming natural scents to help you soak away the day. Make sure to, you know, make your relaxation even easier. Uh, right now, CBDMD is offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Okay, so we're back with what you say. Wednesday, uh, this is the sixth man edition. Uh, if you're unfamiliar yeah. with the segment, every single Tuesday, poll goes out on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think. Uh, and this one, we wanted to know what you think. Who has been the best sixth man? For the Clippers this season. The options were Lou Williams, Avica Zubats, Marcus Morris, and Reggie Jackson. This one was kind of surprising. Distribution of votes wise. This was take this was done also before the Celtics game. Yes. Um, I say that because Marcus Morris won, which I don't think is that surprising. Kind of ran away with it. 51% of the vote. 51% of the vote. Second place, Avica Zubats with 34%. That okay. That checks out. That's a comfortable percentage for me. That makes sense in my head. I think he's an impactful player. I think it makes sense. Yeah, but Marcus Morris has been crazy. Lou Will, third place with 13% of the vote. I feel like that's a little low. But also, Reggie Jackson, 2% of the vote. Absurdly low. That's kind of crazy, I thought. Absurdly low. Marcus Morris, so let's talk about that. That makes total sense. He's shooting 40% from two, meh, but he's shooting 46% from three. Yeah. Well, the 40% from two, I feel like it sent... It, 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 it is meh, but a lot he of those aren't at the rim. They're like yeah. mid-rangers, so yeah. 40% is like, eh, And he's, he's averaging 12, 4, and 1. Uh, we saw it before he was out in the, uh, before he was ruled out because of the elbow in the Celtics game. He's so important to this team, and he has not only been great on the court, he's done more off the court in terms of stepping into the leadership role or however people want to talk about it than I think any of us expected. Oh, I think next to I think next to Serge he is maybe he's definitely one of the most important teammates, if not like the second most important. I would agree with that. It's also come out that he was trying to be more of a leader last year but it wasn't working for whatever reason. This year it's been accepted. It's been it's been great. He you know, he's he told Ty Lue to keep him on the bench and maybe that changes at some point. But right now, I mean, Marcus Morris is absolutely the the sixth man of the Clippers year, I would say. Yeah. Man, this just bums me out. I feel like he would have had a great game today. Dude, he was on pace to just crush it. Um, those damn elbows. 
Yeah, the second place of Eats of Zubats, we had some people. No one really tweeted a lot about why Mook was voted number one, I think, because it was so clear. I, th- I think it's pretty, I, I think pretty, it's pretty well understood, yeah. Uh, but we had some tweets about Zubats. Uh, at Sinka, Susan, she won a free t-shirt, I'm pretty sure. When considering the full season so far, gotta go with Zoo. Morris missed games to injury, and Lou has come on strong lately, but had a rougher start. Zoo did too, but came out of it quicker. I am, oh, she's saying that, not me. Um, so uh, yeah i think that people wanted to like trade zoo <laughs> like in the beginning of the season when he wasn't playing well like I, i'm not familiar <laughs> with that discourse people were losing their minds th- on twitter that is um that's a that's a freezing cold take yeah uh look zoo is so important i feel like on both ends of the floor morris to me i would like to see him be more of a defensive anchor uh but offensively he has been great. Yeah, I think that's fair. Zoo Zoo does a lot. You talked about you think Zoo should be in the closing lineup. I mean, defensively, he was great tonight. Like, and he did. I mean, it was crazy. People were really. He took the benching well. I feel like benching has such a more negative connotation to what actually happened, which is play surge who helps. I feel like not on the Clippers. Score. What do you mean? You have like one of the most, the best sixth man. Oh yeah 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 yeah. In yeah, yeah. the history of the NBA, sure. period. Yeah. So I feel like. I, I think overall the perception of a six man is definitely changing, but I think if you play for the Clippers, I, I'm pretty certain you think about the six man a little bit differently than maybe some other teams do. 100%. Um, Arno Madathian, who I'm pretty sure made a Twitter just so he could tweet at us, uh, he said, gotta go with Zoo because he fits well with almost any lineup, and he has had to shoulder so much of the defensive load for the slight porous guard rotation on the bench. Absolutely. Fantastic point, Arno. And you see him getting really frustrated. It's really difficult. Um, when when man wasn't quite, you know, when before man had hit his stride and when we were running the like the Luke Reggie Lou minutes. Yes. And Zoo was out there on the five, and weirdly enough, Zoo's defense looked bad. It's like, yeah, look who's in front of him. Yeah. He's having to cover for a lot of stuff. Um but Reggie Jack, like Lou Williams getting 13%, still a little low, but he's been kind of up and down this season. Reggie Jackson getting 2% in hindsight is very funny considering looking at what happened in this Celtics game. I think he deserves more than 2%. He's had to spot start. He's handled DNPs very well. So look, I should have maybe broken 5% on this vote is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think there's an argument for Reggie Jackson to have been the best six man. Just Ooh. due to the fact that of, of how much he's had to step up um, yeah. in randomly, super randomly <laughs> and, and out of nowhere, he'll be in the starting lineup uh, and he has shown up for the most part. Look, there's some really frustrating things about Reggie Jackson as a player. Uh, he does make some plays that are not winning plays. I th- still don't think he's the best decision maker. But I think out of all these guys, he's had to step up in a different way compared to sort of everyone else on this list. And that, though, goes into how you think of a six man. Like, is it strictly just the first person off the bench or is it, you know, the the man who's ready to fill a role at any time? I had a tweet that I think Reggie Jackson should only be told the game plan 90 seconds before tip off. (laughs) (laughs) He should only be because that's don't overthink it, buddy. Dude, it seems to work. They're like, hey, you're starting. He's like, cool, I'm gonna have I'm gonna score 25 points. Awesome, dude. (laughs) Um thank you to everyone who voted. We had uh 383 votes. Not bad, you know. Uh coming up after these fantastic reads, we're going to be talking uh, just kind of the timeline for what we want to happen with Kawhi and his back spasms. 
as well as some possible ACC additions to the Clippers. But first, Will, talk to me about online gambling. Oh, man, online gambling is the best. We all know it. But the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action is bet online. Oh, hell yeah. Look, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Yep. Uh, Charles says that because he's been winning a lot of money on BetOnline.ag. easy to bet on if you do it from a slow investment play. <laughs> anyway, that's anyway. I'll be unlocked on bets at some point to talk about it. The good thing about <laughs> BetOnline is they don't just cover sports. They cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV. There's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, that's betonline.ag, or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a awesome. 50% bonus on top of your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And after you've worked up a feverish hunger after placing all that money on those sports you're nervous you need some carbs or something like that well not too many carbs you need to check out built bar uh built bar has new improved flavors they're even more delicious than before built bar is going to be doing a a march madness type uh bracket with their flavors of their new flavors of i think what gets a number one seed is probably caramel brownie it's very good i think apple almond crisp is a sneaky one seed oh no i disagree i think hey that's why it's sneaky uh, but built bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. I like peanut butter, maybe a two seed, you know, I see that's, I, I mean, I didn't say, uh, because I don't like the flavor. The flavor is great. Peanut butter for me. just, I don't know how it's not it's a two one. Seed. I think it's a two seed. I think it's a little too vanilla. Pardon the term. Uh, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams, sugar, five grams, net cards. Free cooler with purchase. If you uh, act fast while supplies last, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, welcome to shavings. Hey, shavings. What a transition. So, Kawhi Leonard should just skip the All-Star Weekend entirely, right? Come on, man. Yeah, why? I mean, everyone should, obviously. Why? But there's no way I there's no way I'm gonna be. I hope the entire starting lineup has back spasms, and I'm doing air quotes because I don't want anyone to actually real back spasms. I, I don't want anyone to actually have any sort of injury, but I would like it if there was a, you know, something a little bit more mercurial happening with everyone. Yeah, I I'm gonna be genuinely upset if he plays in the Oscar game. I'm not saying like at Kawhi in some weird way. I'm going to be upset at, like, the Clippers luck thing in general of just, like, okay, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, Just rest up, man. I hope it's, like, maybe an all-star game where the coaches are understanding and the starting five see, like, the least amount of minutes. Yeah, they're just like, okay, guys, we're going to let the the less heralded all-stars do their thing right now. That would be bad. I mean, it's hard to even say less heralded. The, the, well, yeah, the no, amount of talent in this league right now is too much. It's it's maybe too much talent. <laughs> we need, it's too much. Um, Switch sports, guys. Something. Come on. And then Marcus Morris, you know, he has time to get right for the concussion. I He's obviously, I don't think he's going to play against the Wizards. I don't want him to play against the Wizards. No, no, no need. No Same need. with Kawhi. Kawhi. If Kawhi is active for the Wizards game, I'm going to be pretty, again, frustrated so interesting question i have for you uh going into the all-star break 
How worried are you if we're not top four? So at, when we're recording this, the Suns and Lakers are playing. So it kind of helps us no matter what. And I think this is off the top of my head, but I think one through four is separated from five. Like I think two, three, and four are separated from five by like oh yeah, two and a half yeah. There's minutes. no way we're falling out outside of the top. Yeah, four. so like I'm pretty sure it's. I mean, if we're <laughs> with this lead that the four seed has on the five seed, if we're not top four, I would be pretty worried. Yeah, impossible. But I think we're going to be top four. Impossible to happen before the All Star break, but for sure, just season long. Does that worry you losing home court? Or, or what about even, I don't know, like do you worry about a matchup with the Spurs who are currently sitting at five, but the Trailblazers are also right there? I mean, I want home court. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. Yeah. You know? Whew. It would just make kind of an already difficult season a little more difficult. Yes. In an unquantifiable way. Yes. How worried are you about it? Um... Look, I I have a similar outlook to last season, which is just as long as we're top four, um, one I'm, seems I'm, out of the question. I'm okay with it. The Jazz have an no one is ca- schedule no, in no. the second half. Oh I, yeah, I mean they've yeah. played such a hard schedule. I don't know. They're three games in front uh, of the Lakers, who are still in second. I don't think it's impossible to catch the Jazz, but I mean I if they're gonna know if I want us to, unless it's by chance. I don't want us to try and go for the one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean if they're gonna continue to. If they're going to continue to play at this rate, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for anyone to catch them. Um, no, they're going to be too gassed. They're not going to win in the playoffs. That's just me. Could be. Could um, be. Could be. Um, but yeah, as as long as we're locking down home home court, I'm I'm pretty comfortable for sure. Uh, one note to end on per Shams, the NBA and NBA Players Association are planning to eliminate the 50 game limit for two way contract players this season and to allow two way players to be eligible for the playoffs pending board approval. Love it. Are we going to see Amir Coffee in the playoffs? I hope so. I hope not. I hope <laughs> he's there for the experience, but I hope he doesn't have to play. No, this is great. Uh, good for Amir Coffee. This will be a fun time. That was an interesting note in the Celtics game, too. So because Kawhi and Mook were out and Patrick Patterson was out and Amir Coffee wasn't on the team, we only had like two wings. We had Batum and Morris. Yeah. And Paul was like, that was it. Goofy night. Goofy night, yeah, from an injury perspective. Still, I, I, yeah, we got to figure something out about the rebounding. So, 100%. And the, and the late game play calling. Uh, Thursday's episode, going to have a preview of the Clippers' final game before the All-Star break against the Wizards. Hopefully that's a win. Thirsty Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of, or maybe less of, on Adema Thursday, as we like to call it. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipland, Will, where can these people listen to our podcast or tell their friends to Monday through Friday at 7 a.m.? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can also tell any smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Any of them. It'll do it. It'll, It'll definitely re- do it. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps us out. If you feel so inclined, you can leave a review over at iTunes uh, or the podcast app. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, yeah, thanks for rocking with us. Yes, it's been a fun time. Here's to the Clippers getting that dub against the Wizards. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>